Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's get it done, realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. We are lucky today to have Jeremy Foster with us. Say hello, Jeremy. Hi, everybody. So Jeremy not only is a martial artist who loves sci-fi, but he formed to me a pretty amazing company that can solve a lot of problems that we lenders and realtors are facing. So listen up, because this is some innovation. So Jeremy, you are going to tell us a little bit about a company called Calc. And just since maybe people don't know how to spell everything, it's C-A-L-Q-U-E, Calc. So tell me in a nutshell... How is Calc going to help the lenders and the realtors in this back crap real estate market we're in right now? Great question. So one of the big problems that people face today is the need to sell their current home before they can actually close on their next house. And it's a pretty awful experience today because what we typically do is we typically make a contingent offer on that next home and then people are stuck living in their current house while the real estate agent has to call 30 minutes before they find out somebody wants to take a look at it. So they give a quick 30 minutes heads up and say, all right, shove the kids into a closet, scrub the downstairs toilet. I'll be over there in a jiffy, right? And it's a pretty awful experience and not in the current market, but in a normal market typically ends up being about a 14 showing experience where they're going to have to go through that process. So a lot of people to try to avoid that incur tremendous amount of expense and heartburn. They move into apartments or they move into hotels. They load their stuff into pods. You could argue that the whole reason pods exist is as a band-aid for this process, right? And sometimes you end up with a pretty difficult circumstance. We had somebody who told us a horror story of a year ago, this happened and their kids ended up in the wrong school district because their offer on the next house fell through and they ended up in the apartment that they were in past the beginning of the school year. So now kids just lost their friends for a year, right? And then as a result of all of this, survey after survey has found that people identify the three most painful processes, divorce, death of a loved one, buying and selling a house. It's fun. Fun to be in the industry that just makes you think of rainbows, unicorns, and balloons, right? But I think even past that, it's not even just the stressful experience of your showings and having to leave your home, but in a market like we're in right now. So I'm in Virginia, but even now in 2023, I have to sell to buy is let's 95% of the world. It's most of the world. It's a never ending, right? It's kind of the chicken and egg, right? I, I really want to go move to this house. I got to sell this house first. But in this market, not only can you not get an offer accepted if you have a home sale contingency, you can't get a home an offer accepted if you have a closing contingency of your home currently under contract, unless it is literally locked solid, no contingencies, massive penalties, whatever. So it's not even just we're in yesteryear, right? That I could put your home on the market. So Jeremy, I'm putting your home on the market. It's under contract. Let's go shopping. It's not even that. So right now it's I'm faced with, I've got to sell this house for the unknown of a purchase in a limited inventory market which means how many people aren't moving right now because the sell to buy quandary and the buy part is far more complicated, obviously. So it's so many things and it's contributed nationally to our lack of housing inventory. We have not enough build starts, but we have, yep. I have to sell to buy and I don't have a million dollars and I don't have parents that can pay cash, right? All of these things that enable some people fortunate for them but it's really left a segment behind, right? These people that have to sell to buy and then frankly sit because it's too much hassle. 
So That's when right. I heard about this from Bobby, it was like, ooh, this is interesting. And then understanding I have a house to sell. I want to purchase a home. Let's go through the typical process. Now, again, nothing is quote unquote typical. Everyone's a little bit different, but most of the time we think we'd like to move. So we want to figure out how much our house is worth. Hence the realtor generally comes in. We got to go get pre-approved. The lender comes in. So we're starting our team here. We got our realtor and our lender. And of course, the questions for the realtor become, well, I need to buy and I don't particularly want to move twice. I don't want to put my house on the market if I don't have that next step identified. Makes complete sense. Like, would you? Would you want to just, oh, let's wing it. So nobody wants to do that. But then like you guys come in. We're going to talk about the process that Calc helps me with. But then as the natural skeptics, we're going to go through those things that people first, oh, it's too good to be true or what's behind the curtain. So we're going to go through all of that because there's really nothing behind the curtain. It's if this works for someone who really now has decided it is time for me to move. I am now Marjorie, a home seller. Hello. Okay. Right. Hi, Marjorie. (laughs) Hello, Calc. So I go into my lender's meeting and I say, hey, I really want to buy this house. There's this house here. One, two, three Main Street is on the market. My realtor has said, I can't, I don't know what to do. Can I qualify without selling my home? I don't know what to do because I can't make contingent offers, right? So right. how does that lender partner or realtor as well? The realtor can also involve you with Calc, but let's say, what does that look like? What does that conversation sound like with the lender partner to get me to Calc? Great question. So the lender comes in and says, and a lot of times they may have to explain why that home sale contingency exists. And they say, look, we're going to look at you and say, all right, Marjorie, you can qualify for X amount of a mortgage on the next house. The problem is right now, you're also going to have to qualify with your current mortgage and you just can't qualify for enough to buy that next house. So we're not going to be able to close on that next mortgage until your first home is sold. Unless you want to work with our partner, Calc, and it takes three to five minutes to apply. We're not interfering in or changing any of the lender's underwriting standards on the next house. We're qualifying the borrower on the departing residence on their current home. And so we look at it and you make a quick application. Within 24 hours, you're going to have a meeting scheduled with one of us to reach out and say, okay, either, hey, we looked at your home and it's a manufactured house. And so it doesn't qualify for our process. Or it does look like your home is worth more than you owe on it. And we can probably help you out. So we're going to schedule a meeting within 24 hours. This works in tandem. One of the big advantages for realtors and lenders to work with us is unlike some competing processes, we don't require that the agent go and get certified and change their process and has to buy and sell a house in extra time, which is how most of our competitors work. We're going to run our process in parallel without interfering with either the agent's process or the lender's process. So 24 hours, we're setting up a call. We explain our pricing. We explain how the program works. And within five business days, make an offer on that home for the borrower on the departing residence. And it's gonna be a lower than market offer because we're not trying to buy the house. Unlike say Open Door or one of these big, sometimes called iBuyers, we are not trying to make our money by lowballing you on the purchase of that home. We are making a lower than market offer, but we're giving you 120 to 150 days, depending on the market, to sell that house to somebody else. If you sell it to somebody else for more, we're very happy for that. We want that to work. We make our money off of a real small fee. That fee is typically 1% of our offer plus $2,000. So let's say that the departing residence was worth $350,000 and we made a $300,000 offer. 
the cost would be five grand. Now, they're probably moving into a house that's worth four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars. And so if they're going to be able to save a lot of times with a non-contingent offer, they're sixty five percent more likely to get that offer accepted. If they were able to get somebody past that with a contingent offer, a lot of times that contingent offer would have to be three or four percent more expensive to compete with non-contingent offers. So they're going to save fifteen or twenty grand on that next house, pay a five thousand dollar fee, sell to us. The agent gets full commission. The lender got the mortgage just like they normally would. The consumer got a better experience and probably saved ten to fifteen thousand dollars in the process. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, so I'm Marjorie, the borrower who needs to go buy a house, right? So now I have basically a guaranteed purchase agreement. So I have a guaranteed offer that the lender can use that shows I will no longer own this home, right? So it's non-contingent. So let's just use round numbers. If you say you'll buy it for three fifty, I know I'm getting three fifty. Let's say my realtor says, look, I think we could get three eighty-five, and I think, okay, I really want that opportunity for that one twenty to one fifty days to sell it for three eighty-five, three ninety. Let's say I'm thinking I'll get multiple offers. The world is my oyster, right? <laughs> that's right. So then that's only a win-win, right? So that's at right. worst case scenario, if I can't sell my house and I still need to sell it, and the market will not support the price, I'm sure I'll get. I will get that guaranteed three fifty, which is what I use to make my move, or I can sell it for three eighty-five. Let's say and ultimately made extra money. And then I pay you approximately 5,000, right? At that time. And then yep. I'm not bound to sell it to you anymore. So it's a binding agreement, however, with the caveat that I have that opportunity. Should I either want to move out so I don't have to live at home and fix up my house or stay in my home, put it on the market right away, should I choose to do that? But part of those, I keep thinking through this, if you're guaranteed buying it for 350, so is that just as is the way I have it and then I move out? That's right. And so then also, if I don't have to move out and stage it and paint it and put in new carpets and prep it to sell and replace my stove and do all this work, ultimately my value value might even be better because that time and effort and expense of fixing up the house first would be non-required. Would you do an inspection? Yes, we do an inspection. There is no contingency or we don't get to back out, we do require that the home be in the same condition that it was when the inspection yeah. was completed. Well, they have to do that uh, in any contract here, right? You got a same physical condition yep. what was it was, but and I don't so, necessarily have um, to make cosmetic improvements and everything, which can be a bonus. Now that said, just being perfectly transparent, if we don't want to buy the home, and so if we end up buying the house, we messed up, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're probably not a great choice. If you're hoping that we're going to give the best price, then- No, that because again, at some point, it's a risk to you. You are there to allow me to make a non-contingent right. purchase to take the next step so that I'm not freaking out moving into an apartment, but you also think the costs as well. If I have to sell to buy, which means in this market, I have to fully sell and close because I can't make a contingent offer. I then need to move in. I've got to pay a mover and I got to move into a short term place or a longer term place. And then I have to break a lease if I find something. So to yep. avoid that whole messy middle of chaos, there is some value there. Plus it's a one-time move. So quite frankly, you are almost free because if I had to pay a mover twice and a pod yep. or a storage unit and an apartment for a shorter period of time, that was a loss of money as well. I have my cake and I can eat it too, right? I mean, I That's literally right. do better, hopefully, right? And sell my house for more. I can still work with my realtor. I don't want to have to work with someone I don't know because I participated in a program that now I've lost control over. So I'm a high D. I like my control. So I do yep. like that it still allows me to take my next step, right? Which my next step in this again, right now, 
it's not that most people now everyone shouldn't just be like my house will sell for millions more than I think because of what happened a year ago. We're still in a very active market. We can have 20 showings on a house easily. Our offer could be full price. Our offer could be 30 or 40 over. It can, but it isn't as guaranteed like a year ago. You could almost just pick this one and you got whatever you wanted. So it has changed a little bit, but it's not the fear so much of selling that's holding the market back. It's the purchase of when and what and how competitive and I keep losing to cash offers and you're right. Like, I think that's key. So I love that that's an option. As the realtor, I've got like another tool in my tool belt of something that could help my clients make a move that right now they're too nervous in some ways to make based on inventory. That's exactly right. And the other thing you asked about, what's the benefit for the agent and the lender? The agent gets armed with a better process for their client, something that's going to differentiate them. But also it's worth pointing out that this movement to solve these problems is coming no matter what. Right now, agents have... I'd say there's two kind of groups of companies. There's a lot of different combinations of how this stuff works, but you have these iBuyers like Open Door, and a lot of times they're competing directly with the agent. The agent loses the commission. The agent is out of luck. Open Door is on their way. I think from listening to how they're talking to the market, I think they are trying to become Amazon for real estate in the long run, right? They want essentially an off-market inventory that they can build and turn into an agentless experience. And I think that's their end game. You do have other parties out there buying that next home for the customer, leasing it back to them. And then when the first home sells, they sell it. That's a process that involves a lot of extra work for the agent. And there's two groups in that. There are the ones like Orchard, they're getting the commission. If you're not on Orchard's team, you're against them. Or you have kind of this other group that's trying to empower agents, but the agents have to get certified. They have to go through and train. They've got to get this new process and they've got to do all this extra work. With us, we really slot into all the existing processes. We work with the lender. We work with the agent. We're providing the piece that's missing, which is somebody to buy the house. <laughs> yeah, you're and providing so, the piece that's missing that allows me to compete in this market, to make an offer, knowing my biggest risk and not in a mean way, but like I know that at the least I'm going to get this amount of money at the end, which allows right. me to make this next step because the next step is the key, right? Like that's you're right. Not going to sell unless you find a home, I'm not moving unless I find a place. Okay, well, I can't really help you get the place unless you move, right? And so there's this quandary that in a different market, it's, oh, contingent offer, we'll put a kick out in it, we'll give you some time, maybe you'll get kicked out. But we were able to kind of make these work in a much less competitive scenario. So look, at some point, the market will shift again and it will become more of a buyer's market, in which case it will shift. But right now, the reality is coming up with a feasible solution that allows people to make the next move is pretty key to keep the market going. Right. That's exactly right. And we put a lot of work into building something that works, like I said, with the agents, with the lenders. And to your point, can be effectively, I want to make sure that regulators hear me put big quotes around this. You can recapture the amount of our fee sometimes more through savings on all the workarounds you would normally go through with duplicate moves, right? And leasing and all the rest of that. Or even in some instances, like I said, come out ahead because you're going to save on the purchase of your next home a lot of the time. Yeah. And so really for qualification, we're eliminating the debt to income ratio on their current home so they can purchase. But also we talked about, of course, the home sale contingency is gone, but they can also then potentially opt for a bridge loan, right? Because part of it was if we play this through, 
you're promising to buy my house, which is fantastic. I know I can put it on the market, but guess what? I really need the equity from here, right? I'm not independently wealthy. So I need to take some of my capital I know and my equity here and transfer it. So that's where talking to the lender about whether it's a bridge loan or whatever that's called, HELOC, whatever might work, that I can pull the money out because that's a second problem, right? I have to qualify, but I also need to get the money. I'm not just made of money right now, right? And so I need to transfer that money over, which is talking to their lender about, again, whatever version of bridge loan, HELOC, or whatever it may be that allows me to pull that money out until I can close on my house. That's right. And Alcova is a fantastic lending partner for us in your area. And they still have to qualify people the same way that they normally would, but they're very experienced and they know exactly how to make these programs work really well. And so they have a bridge program that if you qualify for that bridge, a lot of times you're able to make a bigger down payment which might eliminate private mortgage insurance. A lot of times that private mortgage insurance is more than the cost of the bridge. And then you're going to end up with kind of a bigger down payment and a lower outstanding mortgage that's easier for you to make the payment on. And people just come out way, way ahead through this process when they're working with an established agent, an established lender, and a partner who can eliminate some of these home sale contingencies like Calc. I mean, I think that's really the key in any market, right? I think that the team around you is very important. The advice that you're given is very important. And some people, this will be right up their alley. They're going to need to understand how it works. But I think having an option, so... We're solving the issue. I need to sell to buy. I have decided it's time for me to move, which can be for many reasons, by the way. I got transferred. I don't want to move across the country without being able to purchase a home. There are many reasons, but I think just like anything, it's having the guidance, having the realtor and the lender and Calc in this case, right, that sit with me and say, this is how it works. Here's what it looks like. Here's the cost. Here's option A. Here's option B, which I think everyone really should be doing before moving anyway. Can buy without selling, hallelujah. But for a majority of people to understand this is what in this market, I think that education component and having the people there that can guide you through it are always the key. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. What else? So, oh, you are in 17 states, including Virginia. You're actually sitting in Austin, Texas right now, one of the craziest markets. But so if I want to, I think this is genius. I'm a realtor listening right now and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Or I'm a lender that says, oh, I'd like to learn more about it, become one of your partners. So you work with lenders and realtors. Of course, the ultimate person is a person selling their home, but through the lenders and the realtors, is that where most of your business comes from? Yeah, absolutely. Most of it's referral business from our agent or lender partners. And then, so if I want, I'd go on Calc Inc., which again is C-A-L-Q-U-E-I-N-C.com or tradeinmortgage.com, how I can get more information and connect with you. So you're in 17 states. Does it list on there? So if I go on there to find out I'm one of the states, is that how I figure that? Because just 17 of them. They're growing all the time. I think we'll be very close to nationwide by the end of this year. And we're built in a way where it's pretty easy for us to add new states. So if you're in any of the states in the US, at least the continental 48, you're interested, reach out to us. And if we're not live today, odds are pretty good we're going to be there in a month or two. Okay. And then going on your website to get more answers to questions, learn about the process, figure out if I'm a lender, what I need to do to be able to be part of your team or your portal. When did you start? So Calc was initially incorporated a little over two years ago. I started as a CFO for some pretty significant technology companies. And it is a little different when you're starting as the CFO instead of the head of sales. We wanted to get our product developed before we actually started selling. So we spent about a year engineering and then we went live with our first partner middle of last year. So been in business for about a year now. 
I think it's a really good alternative that people, and also they can use that as part of their front end. Can I also, if I'm a seller thinking, should I do this? Can I connect with my realtor, connect with you, see what that offer might look like, and then meet with my lender and say, this might work, might not. Absolutely. There's a couple yeah. of really easy ways to do it. We have our own site, tradeinmortgage.com, if you just want to drop somebody in. And then our lender partners, again, because they are the lender through this process, unlike all of our competitors who are forming their own mortgage companies and trying to compete, we're really built to enable established lenders to power this process and product through their agent partnerships. And so they get their own microsite, they get their own collateral. We provide everything that's necessary to put the lender's brand up front and center and to support the realtor and the agent's brand through that process. Excellent. Well, that's important, I think, to all of us too, right? Like those of us, I mean, I would say, I'd like to say all of us that are lenders and realtors want to protect our clients, but be part of that process, not get in your way, but make sure we remain able to advise our clients, I think is hugely important. So that partnership matters a lot because there's already enough out there that seems to want to just take over or replace, right? Versus work in harmony with. We flag the agent, we flag the lender, whatever the source of that consumer came in, it is your consumer. It is not our consumer to remarket to. It is not our consumer to try to offer them a discount if they take a mortgage with us, the way a lot of our competitors are structured. It's your customer. We're here to help. Love it. Well, thank you for coming on today to Real Estate Unscripted, but I think this is super timely for all of us across the country who have clients in this spot that we really like to help them with their next step, but there's just some hoops, right, that they're either too nervous about or that aren't working in the current market. So thank you for helping us provide an alternative and a solution. I really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having us. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender, NMLS ID number 40508, NMLS Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.